think what's really hard is that no one ever teaches us how to self-heal. No one teaches us how to unpack our stuff and how to dig into it and fix it. People are walking around sad, depressed, anxious, lonely, like a whole bunch of stuff. I have people DMing me constantly. And the fact of the matter is we're just void of the tools. We don't know the signs. We don't know the tools. And that's exactly why we have this podcast because we're going to get a bit of that today because you won't know unless you look for those answers. And that's what I'm hoping to bring. Hello, Samarikum. Welcome to Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering women and helping them to grow and thrive. It is so good to be back with you all. We're here for another podcast. If you are new to the podcast, we do them two times a week, and uh, they're on all types of topics that are related to mindful living. And that could be topics on love, parenting, um, because I'm a homeschooler, I do some homeschooling, inspiration, um, and all types of life information and knowledge. I get tons of DMs daily from women asking me to cover topics related to them. And two that I did want to say, if you did give me a topic, don't feel bad if I haven't reached it yet. I'm just kind of adding them to a list that I'm getting from women. And sometimes I have ones that I'm addressing before um, the new ones that come. So just please just give some time for that. Um, I do want to say thank you though for for all the people that do give me all these beautiful messages. Sometimes people are sharing their amazing stories and I'm so grateful that I get to connect with all of you. And I'm getting some some really inspirational information even from you all and I, I thank you so much and just keep reaching out leaving comments and questions so today's topic is really important because sometimes some topics that we cover are so related to other topics and um, this is one of them if you I've, I've talked before about low self-esteem issues and kind of how you can deal with those and so today's is one of those it's not a self-esteem it's directly related to um, noticing or, or, or looking at the signs of when our iman is low and if you're a non-muslim just you know like iman is um, kind of our faith and our level of faith or spirituality I guess you could say and our connection let's say with our creator and with our um, ability to worship in the way that we're supposed to as the creation so when we get low certain things start to happen and we're gonna address some of that today because when that happens so many other things go out of sync in our life so many people are constantly um, contacting me about their stress levels depression a lot of a lot of depression and anxiety are just you know feelings of being really alone and isolated with their problems and you know, know what the truth is, none of us are trained to self-heal. It's not a class that you take in school, and it's usually not something your parents teach you. I've rarely ever heard anyone who, who's taught these types of things from their parents. And even society, they, no one teaches us how to stop what we're doing, take time to reflect and unpack our own bags, and start our own self-understanding of how we function, or, or when our functioning is not optimal, and what to do about it, you know? We kind of have to be our own doctors and diagnose our own selves and that's really hard to do when no one's really taught you how to do it and what I hope to bring today is some symptoms and signs of when you have low iman so that you know you and I can just know that we have it because the first sign is just recognizing it's kind of like the same thing with alcoholics right if everyone just keeps going through their day um, you know drinking alcohol and then just letting everyone around them have it and they never like address the fact that they have this issue they really can't fix a lot of other things that that problem 
brings into their life. And so for us, we have to really know ourselves. We have to know when we're coming out of our best self into somebody that we don't want to be. Sometimes we can't see it because we're just busy day-to-day grind, just going on and on. So I'm hoping to bring some of this science today because what I realized in my life is if we were just given the tools, the tools to know how to handle situations, it would just be so much easier. So I think step one is the recognizing and um, just seeing the symptoms, the diagnosis. So that's what we're going to cover today, inshallah. And if this is something you're interested in, please DM me, give me some feedback because I, it really helps me to know to keep going with these things. And you often do that. So jazakal khair. And then, you know, what I'd love to do with the next podcast after this is once we've diagnosed like what do I do with that? Like once I've unpacked some of my own bags, like what am I doing? And then so we need to to get into that work. And if you don't already know, just before I dive into this, we are on the web at www.mindful-muslima.com. We have a new YouTube channel, show some love. And we have um, also, we're always posting on Instagram. Like I said, easiest way to get to me. We're on Facebook, on Twitter. And we do have some homeschooling courses. I'll definitely stick the link down below if you're interested. I do train parents and teachers okay so today i'm going to give you probably like six or seven signs that your iman is low and kind of a little information around it um so let's start with number one so the first one this is i think one of the easier things to recognize but hard unless you recognize the facts that you're doing it you actually like stop to be like whoa this is the moment i'm having is when you are easily or i am easily angered or agitated If you feel like you're getting easily angered or agitated by things, this is a sign that your iman is low. Why do I say that? Because it means we're not coping well. We're not processing the things that are happening that are upsetting us. I mean, I know for myself, when I get into these situations where I don't have time for myself, I'm the kind of person I really need alone time. Like everybody's different. See, and this is because I've unpacked some of myself. I've come to the point where I realize if I don't have alone time with myself, a certain amount of alone time with myself in the week, because I'm busy working or the kids or whatever, or just the house, I don't, I, I can fall out of sync. I can, I can just come into the, a bad side of myself. So what I've learned is that I have to insert that time, sink or swim, I just got to figure it out in order to stay the best optimal person I can be. So if you find yourself easily agitated or angered, this is usually a sign that you've kind of fallen out of yourself and you kind of need to start thinking about what is causing that anger. Sometimes you're going to say like, oh, it's my spouse or oh, it's the kids, they're stressing me out. Um, sometimes it can seem that way, but sometimes, again, those are symptoms of something deeper. There could be a fear that you're having. Um, it could be um, a concern that you're having that you're not addressing, and those things seem like they're the problem, but there could be something deeper that's upsetting you or bothering you. And so I start to sit alone with myself and ask myself, like, is that really bothering me? What's really bothering me? You know, and so I go into that. But that's number one, if you're easily angered or agitated. Number two... Um, is that we find it difficult to take the advice of other people, like constructive criticism. And this is actually one of the things in the Sunnah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, talked about. The fact that the person who cannot take the criticism of others, it's usually a sign of you know them having some kibir, which is some like a little bit of arrogance. And as we know as Muslims, um, even a mustard seed of arrogance doesn't get you into paradise. It's what we believe, right? So we have to be able 
to understand that sometimes people say things to us and we don't appreciate hearing them. And you know what? Sometimes it's worse when it comes from somebody who you really don't respect or like, let's say. And everybody has somebody like that in their life. So you're kind of like, your reaction is like, well, who do they think they are to tell me? I could tell them some stuff they need to work on right now. And that's really, there could be some truth to that. But what we have to start thinking instead of who are they, this and that. We have to start thinking about instead when we hear something we don't like, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring that into my life right now? Why did he have or allow, because he did allow, somebody to stand there and say that to me? What did he need me to think about? What did he need me to consider? Because the truth is, everything that is said to us, usually there's at least 1% somewhere in there that there is some truth to it. So for example, if somebody's telling me that I'm just the most selfish person ever, but I see myself spending my every waking day, um, you know, just giving, giving, and giving, I might have slighted someone and I didn't realize it in my effort to be good. And that does happen, you know? So we have to just stop for a minute and say, well, what's their perspective? Because that's the other thing. Sometimes it's the person's perspective. Sometimes it's poor communication. Sometimes assumptions were made. You know, whatever it is, Allah is giving us this opportunity to address the issues. He's stopping us by having this thing just, it's abrasive, but it just shocks us or upsets us to say, wait a minute, stop right here, and let's consider what's happening in this particular situation. So it's just something just to consider that could be a sign of low imam. Number uh, three, if you're losing the willpower to pray and to make da'a, like basically to talk to Allah, because the whole point of prayer is you're conversating to Allah. And the saying is, if you want to talk to Allah, pray. And if you want Allah to talk to you, read the Quran. And that's the way we believe as Muslims, because, you know, there's, there's lessons and words that are spoken to us. But the truth is not... Wanting to talk to Allah is usually a sign of low iman because we naturally in our fitrah should want to always connect with our creator. It's the way we were created. The creation and the creator are never completely separated. So if we're naturally wanting to separate ourselves, like what is the point? I don't feel like it. My heart's not in it. Whatever it is. It's usually a sign that we're out of sync and we're again like having this low amount and that's one of the things we were taught. So we have to just recognize if that's happening and just say, okay, I'm recognizing that means I might have to do some things that help to increase my iman because when I disconnect from my creator, I'm going to create a hole in my heart where there's this space where I'm not going to find happiness because the truth is the prophet peace be upon him, he taught us that there's this space in your heart that only Allah can occupy that only you can find happiness from him so a lot of people suffer from lack of happiness in their life and they're like i'm always sad i'm always upset i'm always this i never this and there's usually a very great disconnect and so if there's a space that only Allah can fill and we're trying to stuff other things in it or ignore that there's an issue um that just means that that's just going to perpetuate until we address it right so yeah that could be a sign right there if you don't have the will to pray or to make dot or connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We can't use the excuse that we're busy, guys, because the truth is things that are important will always find priority to do them. And that's that saying where there's a will, there's a way. And that's just so true. You know, I love the Malcolm X uh, by any means necessary. If you want it done, if you want to get it done, you'll do it by any means necessary. So we got to make it a priority. Inshallah. Number four, if you don't see a lot of positivity in your life, um, you know, Sometimes I get to this point myself, you know, because this is, let me tell you this too. It's a journey, guys. Um, I'm not sure if anyone really ever makes it. I know everybody's like faking it till they make it every day right now, but that's, that's not, that's not what we're about here. So (laughs) we're about keeping it real. And the truth is, um, I'm not sure if 
if we ever completely arrive at this perfect version of ourselves. It's a, it's an everyday thing. You know, you wake up every day and you know how you have to brush your hair, you have to, you know, brush your teeth, you have to things things, you know, get tarnished, then you got to put them back in place. And that's just life. It's the same thing with your spiritual self. You know, you just fall out, you got to come back. You fall out. And that's why the prophet peace be upon him, he drew uh, these lines in the sand up and down, up and down. He said this is the state of man until he dies. It's up and down, up and down. The iman, it's up and down. Totally normal. But that's the thing. The journey is keeping it as level as possible. It's not that you're not going to go out of whack. When, one minute you're going to reach this pivotal point where you're like this wise old soul and you're never going to struggle again. If anybody has, has offered that idea to you, it's just complete nonsense. All of us, all of us, myself included, every day have to wake up and keep ourselves in check. And that's just it. And the wisdom piece is more like finding it easier to notice when you're out of sync and finding it easier to put yourself in check because you're aware you're more conscious, you're more mindful. And that's what our whole channel is about. That's what our whole brand is about. Just helping us become more mindful. Because as we're more mindful, guys, your life becomes so much more easy. Because you are just reflecting on a regular basis, stopping, correcting, moving on. Stopping, correcting, moving on. As opposed to just railroading past the station, getting to this like this place of complete despair, which I have tons of women reaching out to me when they're at this point going, I just don't know what to do. I'm suicidal. I'm depressed all the time. I just don't know where to go in my life. Uh, I want to get, maybe I want to get a divorce or whatever different things are going through. They're just at the breaking point. Um, so that's what this, this work is. It's us stopping and just reflecting and, and adjusting. And that's life. That's life. So what basically happens is if you feel this lack of positivity in your life and you just, everything looks down, everything looks dark, everything looks horrible. Um, this is directly linked to in the, what the Quran describes as ingratitude. And I don't want to make it that simplistic because it's not that simple. But what I will say is it becomes this place where we just aren't able to recognize the good in our life because we focus so much on the bad. And it's really easy to, to dismiss. And this kind of happens with fights with people, right? When you're in love with someone, you're like in love. Like even if they have horrible traits, all you see is the good in them. But when you, you're mad at someone, ooh, everything good that they have ever done for you has left. You just cannot see an ounce of good in them because you're just so upset with them. It's kind of like that. We're becoming a bit pessimistic, a bit morbid, and we're just focusing on all the bad. When there is actually good, we're just not paying mind to it. So one of the things that the Prophet, peace be upon him, he at one point he had gotten to this dark place um, with himself, and uh, the, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him Surah duha and I remember when I was taught this lesson and Allah basically, if you go from line by line, explain like, weren't you an orphan? And you know, and I took care of you, weren't you this? And then I did this. And then Allah teaches us when you're in this place of despair, look to other people who are in a worse situation than you. Look to people who are just in a horrible state and you will realize how much you have. It is just like, sometimes I do that, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll go on YouTube and I'll start binge watching. I start binge watching when I feel like really depressed. Uh, uh, this happens to every human being. Sometimes something, I don't get really, really depressed anymore. I'm going to be honest because I've got to this 
state where I, I know how to pull myself out of a lot of things. As soon as I start to feel them, like I said, I recognize them. But as soon as I start to notice that and I feel like I could be getting out of control because I feel overwhelmed, I take that time to myself, whatever. And if I feel I need a little shock to my system, I literally will go and start watching YouTube videos of people overseas in war-torn countries, mothers who have lost their children, children who have lost limbs from shrapnel, like whatever it is. I know that sounds crazy to some people, like why would you do that? My children even sometimes would walk into my bedroom because I'm watching them alone in my room. They're watching me sob my eyes out. And they're like, mommy, you know, why do you do this to yourself? Because I had teenagers at the time when I used to, they used to watch me do that sometimes. And I was like, because I need to remind myself. They're like, remind yourself of what? I'm like, all that I have. I'm like, this woman is crying her eyes out. This one woman, I remember she was from uh, Palestine and she had a baby that was one years old and the Israelis had blocked the border and she couldn't get to the other side. And on the other side was the hospital. I think all the ones in Palestine were bombed where she was at the time. And they told her if we could just get the baby this one thing, the baby would live. And she's making da'a and she's waiting and praying and then the baby dies. And the baby dies on the table there. And you get to see the moment, may Allah give her strength, where she finds out her child is dead and she is bawling. And I'm bawling, watching her bawling. And I'm going, oh my gosh, my children are right here next to me. And... um Later on, they interview her and they interview some other children, other mothers, excuse me, and they said, subhanAllah, I feel so ashamed. And they were like, you know, why? What's going on? She said, I lost my child. I remember when I used to be so upset when my son would, he would cry at night and he would keep me up from my sleep and I would be lacking sleep and I would get so upset for my child for crying. Why couldn't he just go to sleep? And she said, now I beg to hear my child cry. I wish I could hear my child cry and my child is dead. So subhanAllah, I would watch these things to shock my system, to say, oh my goodness, I have everything. I have my health. I have my children. This little problem I have here or there that I'm really upset about, I, I just can't imagine it's anything close to what these people are experiencing. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah for all that I have. So when we do get to these points, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, he got to these points. Allah said the remedy for this is to, and I'll tell you this now, even though I could share, like I said in the next podcast, with more of these remedies, inshallah ta'ala, but I'll give you a little tip here. He used to advise the Prophet to please, you know, uh, remember the, how good Allah is to us, and always that he will come to those, and Allah is the best keeper of promises that follow what they're supposed to follow in terms of, you know, following the good Islamic um, behavior in accordance, and that if you are feeling this way, look to others who have less than you in many ways so this has always helped me and this is so true so yeah that goes into number five which is if we start getting ungrateful and doing a lot of complaining so if you find yourself complaining or you find yourself really down and thinking life is dark this is very much related to this and and this is one of the things is we should look at others who have less than ourselves and sometimes that means even physically surrounding ourselves if it's not youtube maybe you want to get in a group of women who are homeless and just start feeding them and then in two seconds you'll realize that your situation is 10 times better sometimes than other people if we only knew and the uh the last two I'll, I'll i'll leave you with is um is something related to being uh actually you know before i do that one um no let's do that one um if it's related to being a parent um if you don't have patience for your children um it's a sign of of being out of a little bit out of balance and having lower iman and why because having patience is a sign of the good believer, of the believer that's in a good balance and a good place with themselves in their Islam. So if we're lacking patience in a lot of things, this means maybe we've fallen out of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should ask ourselves, how much time are we spending with Allah? 
a lot of people when they have problems and they come to me and they're telling me their list of a million things I'm asking them how much time do you spend with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how was your salah and the majority of them will easily admit that it's horrible or not the best it could be so the thing is if we don't have patience for our children there's a lot of bad that will come out of that because our behavior towards them is constant modeling right if our children are uh we're telling children you know behave be good under stress you know um, react well when other people tell you things you don't want to hear but in front of them we're doing all the wrong things you know children mimic your behavior not what you say it's kind of like that do what i say not as i do like that doesn't work with children they're gonna do as you do (laughs) so being um impatient with your children finding them annoying stressful overwhelmed by them this is a sign that you need to reconnect with yourself and I need to reconnect with myself and that's what I mean like if I find myself I don't take time for myself and I don't spend that time I can easily fall out and find impatience so I make sure that I connect and that's just that human need to find time for yourself and time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some people will say well I have no help and I've and I've talked to those women you know I have no help my husband's not here he's busy he's working all the time he's not interested guys by Allah you will find a way make dua to Allah to help you to find a way sometimes it's it's reaching out to family I don't want to ask for help guess what guys we have to we have to learn sometimes moms make deals like moms you know can start helping other moms and stuff like that with terms of like uh, you know take uh, two hours for yourself one week another week I'll take two hours and watch your kids and then you can go run some errands or do whatever you got to do spend time for yourself there's so many ways guys but like I said by where there's a will there's a way the last thing I will mention is this one and this is really related to my podcast and this is what I want to say to people I have tons of women that reach out to me on a daily basis weekly basis about how much they love the message I'm giving and how much it's helped them Um, but what I want to say is it's great to hear great information I myself am a listener of podcasts I myself am a listener of YouTube or watcher of YouTube videos and reader of books of all types of advice it's great that we skill up that we want to better ourselves self-help all that stuff is awesome But what is a sign of low iman is when we're hearing this information and we're not applying it in terms of um, we know something is good for us. We've we've recognized we're not doing good in an area and we're not addressing it still. We're just pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off and never really getting into that thing. And I'm going to give you an example from the, the sunnah. Uh, Musab bin Umair, he is, or Ibn Umair, he is a famous person in history. Very attractive man, super wealthy, super rich, um, had it all. And um, the Prophet, peace be upon him, you know, he came in with Islam into town. He started spreading the message. This was a man who had it all. Literally, he did not need anything new to come into his life. He had, quote unquote, it all except that he didn't have his connection with his creator, right? But everybody envied him. Everybody thought he was amazing. Everybody was drawn to him. He had what we think would be like this awesome social media presence if it was 2019, right? But the truth is, he heard the message of Islam. He heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, speaking about this message. He dropped everything and made shahada. And when he made shahada, he was so passionate about his shahada that he started to spread his message. And he had a horrible response by his family. And mind you, when I say these these uh, sahaba did these things, that means he was a revert, guys. And I know people um, people don't usually attach all these stories we've heard in the past to reverts, but really these are kind of revert stories. So if you are a revert, I want you to hear these types of things. Many of the people who came to Islam had a religion previous to that in the time of Jahiliyyah and then 
the message of Islam came, and then they came to Islam. So this is technically the same experience of reverts, right? So I want us to see. He dropped everything, had a horrible response. His parents cut off all his money, told him, oh, if you, you know, please return to your to your way of the forefathers. You're shaming our family. Please don't, don't be this Muslim thing, right? Uh, please, please, please. And he just refused. He was so passionate about his decision. And he said, no, this is good. He didn't hesitate. He heard what to him made sense as good information that he needed to change his life. He realized there was self-help and self-healing that he did not have with all the money and fame that he had. There was still something that was a hole, that was a, a void. And he acted on it immediately. And this is what he is revered for in the sunnah. is his ability to have it all and drop it all for the right thing. And that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, we're worried about the criticism of other people around us. If we start doing whatever uh, to better ourselves, It means coming closer to Islam, putting on that hijab, uh, stop listening to that music, stop going to that club, stop dating that guy, stop whatever it is that we might worry about judgment on. Well, we might worry about the way people might react to us. You know, that's what he was revered for as as just Allah loving him and loving what he's doing. And so subhanAllah, that is a sign that maybe we need to reconnect with ourselves and where we are in our iman and what we're doing. Because if we know the right thing and it's staring us straight in the eye and we still cannot um, cannot do it, then that's just a sign that there's something missing there. And just to go back with um, with this brother, he, he, subhanAllah, when his parents cut him all off, and I, mentioned, I want you to imagine somebody who's like 20 years old, never knew anything but being rich and having everything you wanted. They, they, he had custom-made clothes, custom-made shoes, everything. And they were like, we're cutting it all. And he was like, good. I don't care. He stood behind his decision and we have this thing in society now where it's just social media has us so worried about our presence that we're not we're not ready to shake the boat. We're not ready to have judgment on other people. But that just comes from us being unable to feel comfortable with ourselves and the decisions that we make. We need to, to stand up for what we feel is what we need to do for ourselves. And that's just that. So the last thing I want to say before closing is I need us to know that when I say low iman, I don't mean you're a bad person. I don't mean I'm a bad person. I don't mean you're a bad Muslim or a bad believer or whatever religion you are if you're from a different religion. What I want you to know is that this is totally normal. Like I said, we believe that, that the iman of people, the faith of people, the ability of people to connect with their creator and their, their own well-best version of their self goes up and down your whole life. It's totally normal. But what is our responsibility is to be able to diagnose when we're out of sync and to learn how to catch ourselves and put ourselves back into sync. And let me tell you the benefit, just a little motivating factor of why you should do this. Other than the fact that it's the right thing to do, I'll give you like a better tangible, tangible reason. If you think you have a lot of problems in your life, it might all come down to one basic problem. It could be this one, right? And and when your iman is low, let me tell you what happens. When you're that agitated person, let's go back to the first one, the first symptom, right? Of being easily agitated or angered. I want you to imagine you're easily agitated or angered for something happening at work. You come home and then you have no patience for your spouse because he's just sometimes annoying, but that particular day you cannot handle another stressful thing because you have issues going on where you are. Then your children, if you're a mom, you just start lashing out at your children because you find them they're in your face, in your face, and you just want to be left alone. Maybe you're just trying to like disconnect playing on your phone or you just want to like, you know, listen to um, a YouTube video or a podcast or you just want to like go in your room, be it by yourself. You don't want to talk to anybody, but they're just fighting with their siblings or no one can get along. The, the house is upside down. Everything's a mess. You can't find stuff. You're just losing it. 
what you're going to do is you're going to have a less than good response with those people. So you just came home with a work problem that was stressing you out, but you're going to turn to your spouse and you might be snooty with him or lash out at him or, or just be rude. And then he's going to be like, what is that? And then he's going to be back to you and you'll be back to him. Like why the, all of a sudden you have a second problem. Then your children are just going to like, you know, whatever. And then as a parent, there's a way to respond um, you know, responsibly with your children, but instead you're just going to be like, guys, why can't you just get it together? Oh my God, leave me alone. Not today. I'm overwhelmed. And now your children are like, oh, mommy's not paying attention to us. Let's just annoy her more so she can pay attention to us. So they're going to increase their bad behavior. Like this is the natural thing that children do. So you had one problem. I had one problem. And because of our inability to manage that one problem, because of our lack of iman, which will naturally allow us to diffuse any situation. When you have a good state of iman, it will allow you to look at a problem, diagnose it, address it with the right medicine, and keep it moving. That's the beauty of good iman. That's the beauty of high iman. That's the beauty of the right path. You can deal with things as they come, absorb them, and carry on. And not tuck them under the rug, not ignore them, not deflect them, not lash out at them. You can actually properly, properly address things and then keep it moving. But when your iman is low, that problem becomes bigger than it actually is. It becomes exacerbated. Then you have another problem because you're already agitated from that problem and another problem, another problem. When people come to me and tell me they have relationship issues with all the people around them, I ask them, how's your relationship with Allah? Almost, I'm going to be honest, 100% of the time, it's horrible. And if you go back to connect with your creator, and we'll talk about more about that in the next podcast, inshallah ta'ala, you will find, you will find the solutions for all the problems around you. It's almost like you have to get to the core of it before you can get to everything else. They're just surface problems, just symptoms of a greater problem. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to connect with ourselves and to find the ability to diagnose ourselves and to have high iman. And in the next podcast, inshallah, I'll address some of the ways we can uh, increase our iman, inshallah. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Let's help ourselves and help one another as women. Um, keep sending me those messages. Please, guys, if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't be shy to rate this podcast because it lets other women know that this is somewhere to stop and get some good information. And inshallah, you know, leave any review you want to about how this um, podcast has affected your life. I love your private messages but if you put them there too it is so helpful for all other women if you want to do a good deed so jazakumallahu khairan i'll talk to you in the next one assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh